Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Well, happy whatever day it is that you are listening to this podcast. Welcome back to another episode in our brand new collection called The Sexual Gospel. Um, Thank you to all of those that are inboxing. Keep sending your questions in because Nikki is going to come back right at the end and help answer these questions that you have. Um, All of these conversations that we are having uh, are so important because these, uh, you know, sexuality is a topic that's very talked about in the world. And I think we need to keep having more and more conversations about it with people like Nikki, who's been with us the last few weeks, who has got such phenomenal wisdom that, um, you know, if we live by this wisdom and it's God's wisdom, and you know that I always tell you girls that I'm coming from a biblical Christian worldview. And um, I know particularly today's topic, we are going to launch into talking about virginity and purity, two of the hottest topics that um, I've even had some girls react on some of my reels like, what is this, the 1800s? (laughs) What is this, Amish? And I'm like, yeah, give me 1800s Amish any day of the week. (laughs) What's that, Nikki? It's eternal. It's not 100 years old. It's outside of time. Totally. And this is why I say every single time I always look at what the cost is of something in your life. That's the most important question to me is what what is this going to cost me? And when I see the price that is being paid by young girls in the world, that is why I'm having these conversations because it doesn't need to be this way. There is another way to live, which is God's way that doesn't cost us, it blesses us. So welcome back again. Episode It's episode four in the whole series, but our third session with Nikki. Go back to session two if you want to learn about what the sexual gospel is. Go back to the next episode, which was how sex is like super glue, probably one of my favorite episodes. So good. And today, virginity and purity. Uh, over to you, Nikki. Give us your wisdom. <laughs> Straight over to me. You? Hi, guys. Thanks for listening in again and thanks for having me um, and thanks for following along on the podcast yeah. you have been. Um, so I guess, yeah, today we're talking about the the difference, I guess, between virginity and purity. It's personally like really never been an issue for me, but it seems to be such an issue um, for other people that like you even got questions around it, didn't you, Renee? Oh, yeah, yeah particularly around do you want to start on that one okay so I know that yeah purity culture so there's this thing out there where the purity culture the Christian purity culture is apparently really toxic so I think someone reposted my reel with a rant on their story which is hilarious I'm like bless amazing um but this is the thing. I think they think that our purity, our supposed purity culture is toxic because it shames girls out and it guilts them out if they can't live up to this, you know, Amish 1800s kind of stance. <laughs> so let's start with that. Can you talk to us about why do people think that purity culture is toxic and why would you say it's not? Okay. It sounds like that purity culture is toxic. Yes. <laughs> um, any, any, like, God doesn't ever shame us 
Right. That, that's the thing. The only thing that brings us shame is ourselves, people, or the devil. God yep. specifically says in Isaiah, he specifically says, I came to turn your shame into glory. Right. I, turn, I came to turn your graves into gardens. I came to turn, you know, I came to heal the brokenhearted. I came to give you beauty for ashes. So if we're feeling shame, it's probably coming from the devil or it's because other people are placing condemnation on us. And, and that's probably what that purity culture um that's just phraseology by the way that's just you know is a phrase obviously people have come up with to define their experience it doesn't actually mean that it's what christianity is about or what it values or what we value um i think so- too it's like a little it to me it's someone having a tanty because they don't want to they don't want to obey um you know live the way that God's telling us to live. It'd be like me as a parent telling my kid, no, you've got to eat your vegetables. You're going to eat your dinner. And they're like, you've got toxic parenting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's I hope they- my year old never does that. But, and, yeah, but, and that is so, that is so true. And, but on the other side of that as well, I, I think there's people out there who have been genuinely hurt and shame mm. is a really powerful thing. And they've been hurt by the church. They've yeah. been hurt by Christians who uh, will profess to be Christians, but they're certainly not spirit led there because when we're in judgment over people, well, first of all, we've just taken God's job. And we're not fit for that job. We're de- we're imposters. We're unqualified to pronounce judgment over others. And mm. and so I think that that purity culture or that toxic purity culture phrase people have come up with has probably come from a really genuine place of pain yeah. where people have felt like they've been forced to conform to behavioural yes. standards by the church. And here's the thing, like, like, Christianity isn't about behavior modification because that's what the Pharisees did and Jesus came and was like you guys have lost the plot you can't do this without me and it it yields nothing but pride and judgment and bad fruit too which is worse than sexual impurity Jesus ate far more with prostitutes and tax collectors than he did the Pharisees because they were too prideful to let him in so if he has a preference here it's it's, he says, I came yep. um, with the sinners and not the righteous. <laughs> so, and, and there's an element of the supposed purity culture in church that I, I don't like. Like I know in America it's probably a, a lot more full on than here, mm-hmm. but even here for a while they were doing the whole like, you know, the, the father gives the daughter a ring to say that they're going to stay pure till they get married. And I know for me, I didn't, I didn't do that, any of that with Georgia. I didn't like any of that. I thought that was a bit too weird (laughs) and full on. I more had conversations with her, like you and I are having around why it's good for her to keep herself until she gets married and all the benefits of that, as opposed to all the costs that there would be if um, she were to go down another path. Yeah. Yeah, and we're called to, you know, raise our children up in the way of the Lord. That's what the Bible mm. tells us to do, and that's our prerogative as well to do that mm-hmm. um, as people with free will yeah. <laughs> and belief systems. And um, But, yeah, I mean the toxic purity culture just sounds like a judgment culture to me, so it's more like toxic people are trying to make, like herald some form of purity and that's and it does become toxic but I I guess I guess what I want to do today in that case is to redefine what purity actually is yeah and I think that's important I think it is important because if people are thinking that there's anything they can do or say to become pure they've got it all wrong because literally not one person um can accomplish that 100 percent. so then what you're saying is that when people say 
that there's a toxic purity culture, the reason is that we've got the definition of purity wrong. Yeah, totally. And it sounds like it sounds like they're letting Western culture preach to them and not the actual Bible. That's yeah. what I would say. It's like toxic people would, might have a Bible in their hand, but um, when we're looking at the real Bible and the real heart of God, um, we should not leave feeling shamed. Great. And like we should leave feeling empowered and, and lifted up. You know, because that actually is what happens when we truly encounter the heart of God. And so so that's what I, I would say to the purity culture. That's just a phrase. Someone slapped a label on judgmental people and called it purity culture because I'm not. Like I, I'm all for purity, but I'm not a part of that. I am not into making people feel bad about themselves. And so, and I guess, and, yeah, to me, even what you were saying about the whole promise ring and virginity and people talk a lot about virginity, and I'm really not sure why virginity and purity always end up in the same sentence together. Like it seems to be more of a cultural thing because virginity is just one amongst many (laughs) physical expressions of the condition of our heart. Do you know what I mean? So, so what, I guess what I'm saying is virginity is the fruit of purity, but it's not purity itself. And, you know, virginity is an external condition. It's represented in our body. Um, There's actually nothing we can do or not do to achieve purity though. You know what I mean? So purity is a heart condition and it has nothing to do with our actions and what we do or don't do and what we say or don't say. It should inform our actions. It should influence our behaviour and our speech and our conduct and our lifestyle, right? Because the Bible tells us that. It tells us that from the abundance of our mouth, the heart speaks in Matthew 12, or it tells us to guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. So the Bible connects the condition of our heart and the way we live our life, of course. So it connects the internal and the external. Um, But it sounds like this whole toxic purity culture is just focusing on the externals and then forcing people to conform to the externals. But no one can conform to anything unless you've had an internal experience. And so Mm. the condition of our heart is what I want to focus on. Like rather than making laws for people and rules for people, Jesus didn't, he, Jesus saw what the Torah and the Mosaic legislation did to people where the law is sin abounds. But when we have a heart encounter and a heart change, the have tos become I want tos and the commands become promises and our eyes are opened and we can really see the wisdom of God. And so the condition of our heart is going to dictate our life. It will. And there's a, there's a connection between our heart and our actions, of course. And so virginity, I guess, is the action or the inaction, <laughs> almost the external expression of an internal condition. But it, it, it's a desire in, a, in its purest sense. It's a desire to preserve sex and guard our sexuality until we're married out of a desire to honour God and honour ourselves and honour the other person. And that obedience and desire is expressed in um, preserving our virginity. And, and having self-control and having discipline. But, you know, the ability to remain a virgin until marriage doesn't save anyone and it doesn't even mean you have a pure heart. This yeah. is the thing. You could be motivated by pride and self-righteousness, 
and you're you're puffing yourself up and you're like doing it because you want to look pure like look how pure and religious and virginal I am like that's completely you're not doing it in a desire to obey God You're, you're desiring to look good and so if Christians or people are trying to earn their righteousness by remaining a virgin, you're already contaminated. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like a virgin can have an impure heart the same way a person can sit in church their whole life and not be saved. You could not be a Christian. You can sit in church for 60 years and still never actually have let Jesus into your life. So going to church doesn't save you. Have not Like saving sex or marriage doesn't mean you're pure. A virgin can have impure thoughts. In a heart that is actually far from Jesus, so that's why I don't focus on virginity when I, when I do these sex and relationship teachings, even in my Christian youth community. Yeah, um, I don't focus on virginity. I focus on the heart, on purity, and they're totally they're different things. They are distinct from one another. If I, you know, if I could define what purity is, which is like a whole thing in itself. (laughs) I'm so not qualified to define what purity is. But if I could, I would say it's a condition of the heart that's not compromised. It's not contaminated. And here's the thing. If purity is having a pure heart that's not contaminated by sin and everything that sin expresses itself as, lust, pride, selfishness, fear, selfish Mm -hmm. ambition, you know, all these things, um, if that's what purity is, the only way we can be pure is to have the Holy Spirit come and live in our heart. Yeah. And that's actually the promise of the gospel is he, what we believe anyway, what we believe according to the word of God as Christians, we believe that the only way to have a pure heart is through Jesus Christ coming and living in yeah. your heart. Because no human, myself, yourself, we yeah. cannot make ourselves pure. We yeah. can't do that. Yeah. That's the human condition, right? And so virginity is one way in the context of our sexuality to express a pure heart in your conduct and your behaviour and your physical body. But it's it's not the same as purity. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm actually literally <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> okay. Because so we've on, not talked about this before at, at Academy. No, you briefly, no, I think I like mention it in passing at Academy, but we never have enough time to go into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm blown away because what you're saying is in that case, the whole purity culture, it's got nothing to do with what we're actually talking about. Because no, not that's, at all. So that's I, a focus I think people on, get mad at your posts because they're interpreting it through the lenses of the toxic culture they've experienced. Yeah. And you have to remember as well, like America is so different to Australia and we're dealing with two different countries and cultures and all of that for one thing. Yeah. Um, And people will often read stuff through their own pain and they'll read it through the the lenses of their own experience. Yeah. Why Jesus said, those who have ears, let them hear. Totally. And then what they're missing is the heart. They're looking at behaviour. And I love what you said, that purity... Um, is a heart condition where we have a desire to preserve. So if you look at it in the sense of sexuality, we have a desire to preserve sex out of a desire to honour God. Mm -hmm. And then we express that by preserving our virginity. Yeah, and so it makes no sense to me why we would expect people who aren't Christians to do that, like because they have no prerogative to, like as in why if they don't believe in God, why would they honour a God they don't know? know what I mean and so where that toxic culture comes from 
you have Christians or pseudo-Christians, I'm not sure, who are trying to impose this belief system on a people who have not not believed in the God they believe in, but then, like, we're kidding ourselves if we expect the world to act like us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so our heart is that people encounter the love of God and come into the blessing of God and the purpose of God and the destiny of God. But if we start on the outside and impose our behaviour on other people, are we not just like the Pharisees? Are we not wow. just like them, right? And and Jesus came and he didn't come and say, hey, prostitutes. Yeah. He did go and sin no more, but what did he do first? He went into their houses and he broke bread with them and he did life and he heard their stories and he loved them. And then the prostitute who was changed, it says, she who was forgiven much loved much. You know, she encountered the love of Jesus and that changed her internally and she became one of the greatest disciples of Jesus. Yeah. You just, you know? I'm still back two minutes ago when you said... <laughs> Because I'm just like, I've never heard anyone say that before. We, because our, we express our virginity through our desire to honor God, of course, it doesn't make sense to the world for them to stay virgins because they're not trying to honor God. So then virginity to them looks like a, a list of rules. It just looks like a behavior that's been opposed by some God that they don't even believe in. Um, you know, this is a story no one's probably heard before, not on the podcast, but back when Cameron and I were in Adelaide, we were the youth pastors of Guy Sebastian when he won um, Australian <laughs> Idol because he was from our church, from our youth group. And um, they, he, they, he was like, we were his, his pastors there. He was in our, what you call our region at the time. And when he won Idol and um, the first thing was all these television shows, I can't even remember who it was. I can't even remember the name of the show, but they were fascinated that he was a virgin. So then mm. they wanted to come and interview Cameron and I right. about, <laughs> about this church, this youth group that had taught Guy Sebastian about, you know, being a virgin until he was married, which he, which he was. But I just remember thinking of all the things that they could have interviewed Cameron and I about, that was what they wanted to know. It, yeah, people are fascinated. And you know what? It's probably because it's probably one of the greatest areas where humanity in general lacks self-control, and yeah. it's be- and it has historically become one of the greatest areas of pain for people. And so, mm. anyone who exhibits the remotest amount of self-control, it's like, what kind of creature are you? What's going yeah. on? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's quite unique. Mm. You know, it draws people in. That is really funny, and uh, you know, and it is funny. Like we. We, we don't expect people to conform, you know, to what we believe in and no one will believe until they belong anyway. That's but, right. like, you know, there's still, it's like we presented in the last episode, there is still um, many religions and ethnicities across the planet who have who are not Christian and they're not walking by the Bible but they still waited until marriage, until they, you know, have sex and because that's part of their belief system mm. or their their traditional values and they still reap the blessing of that they still reap the rewards of that yeah so there's answers to that so can you talk to us Nikki about I am sure you know there would be more people listening than not that have um experienced sex outside of marriage um Mm -hmm. young people you know it could be anyone what what would you say then to to people that have experienced that yeah 
Well, I would I would begin with Psalm 24.4, which is the one who has clean hands and a pure heart will receive the Lord's blessing and have right relationship with God. And I so love that Psalm. But it, it's interesting that having a pure heart leads to having clean hands. There is this connection between the heart and the hands and in, in the the condition of your heart ends up dictating the state of your hands. And, and what we mean by hands and what the psalmist means by hands is what your body does, your, your, your life. It, having clean hands means having a clean life is what he means, a clean mm-hmm. lifestyle too. And um, our hearts... Um, are only pure and they're only clean if we have the living waters of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. This is this is what we believe. We believe the Bible says there's no one righteous, not one, not one person can get it right, not one person cannot sin. And this is the gospel. This is this is Christianity. It's like we like we all can't get it together. We're all broken and Jesus is the only one who can save us and rescue us and make us pure. You know, and so we believe it's Jesus who makes our hearts pure. Not anything you do or say or impose on other people. It's Jesus. John 4, when he goes to the, Jesus goes to the um, Samaritan woman who was like, had a sordid sexual past. She'd been married like, what What was it, five times and living with yeah. a guy and just, you know, she was rejected by everybody but Jesus. Like everyone else judged her and, you know, avoided her and shamed her. The one who didn't shame her was Jesus, right? Yeah. And he comes and he finds her. He mm. actually like seeks her out. And he says, if only you knew the gift God has for you and who you were speaking to, you would ask me and I'd give you living water. And he also says, you know, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God, okay, pure in heart. And so so we, I believe it's, it's the Holy Spirit that cleans our heart and makes it pure. And that's a continual relationship we have for the rest of our life as we work, up our, work out our salvation. Like that goes way beyond marriage. Like I'm still figuring out how to have, how to have a pure heart. When my pride gets in and my, when my fear kicks in and when my own self, self-righteousness, it's like I have to, you know, let the Holy Spirit do his work in me, you know, every day. Hallelujah. And, and I guess what I'm trying to say is for those of us who have, you know, experienced the negative effects of sexual brokenness and, you know, are asking the question, well, what about me? You know, what about me? Um, Paul the Apostle, and I've mentioned this in a in a previous podcast, he gives us really powerful advice in, in the New Testament um, for overcoming the negative effects of sexual brokenness. And he says in Romans 12 too, um, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I love the message in the message paraphrase. It says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed. This is the promise, listening in. You'll be changed from the inside out, not the outside in, but from the inside out out okay and that toxic purity culture is trying to change people from the outside in and it never changed anyone okay it just makes people want to rebel and punch you in the face but jesus promises to change us from the inside out by the renewing of our mind so even if you've listened and it's like oh i've experienced 
uh, negative sexual experiences and I've imprinted on the wrong person and I've conditioned my body to not respond to a person anymore because I viewed too much pornography, you know, like this is what those things do. The Bible actually promises us that the internal transformation of the Holy Spirit, what it does inside of us, will make its way to the outside. It will make its way into our sexuality and our sexual experiences too. And it's pretty amazing. He, you know, and being transformed by the renewing of our mind, anyone can do that. If you change your mind, you'll change your life. And even secular scientists will testify to the power of a changed mind, right? Yeah. And so we're not transformed by like special holy oil or holy water or like a special weird Pentecostal prayer. Like where <laughs> I am Pentecostal, by the way, just for everyone listening. <laughs> but we're, we're changed by the renewing of our mind. That's what the Bible says. That's available to anybody who's experienced anything. Like this is my story. This is 100% my story. So, so in other words, talking in the, in the realm of sexuality, changing the way we think about sex and sexuality and the way we think about people, that means you can re-imprint on the person you're married to. Like you can have a fresh start and start again. You have to. You just have to change the way you think. You have to stop viewing pornography, and and dehumanizing people through that. You have to actually change the way you think. Okay, that person on the screen is somebody's daughter or somebody's son, and you know that like that it doesn't. That's not going to make my spouse feel good or my partner. And changing the way you view it is going to change change your life. Okay, and so this is what the Bible promises us and so it requires us to stop thinking in the destructive patterns of our lust-driven culture if I can say that we have to if we want to allow ourselves to be transformed we actually have to stop thinking the other way and that's where the rubber really hits the road because some people aren't willing to do that but if you do want to be transformed you can be but you have to stop thinking that way and start thinking this way and that's why I say when I present all this stuff about the hormones and I present all the stuff about imprinting, which is in a previous podcast, by the way, yes, it is. <laughs> um, you virtually anyone then can experience a wonderful sex life regardless of their past. If we stop pretending that sex isn't a big deal and that it doesn't matter and if we actually commit to thinking differently, okay, but we, we, have, to, we, have, to, we have to stop pretending that sex is no big deal for two reasons. So, number one, our kids can avoid the problems in the first place that come from sexual brokenness and there, there's no denying that there's problems. Um, and number two, so that those who are listening and, and have been feel that they've been negatively affected, they can actually be empowered and learn how they can still succeed in this area and they can still bear fruit and they can still flourish and by changing the way they think about sex. Yeah, and I love that because what you've done is you've taken the focus off of the behavior and yes. put it onto the heart. And I think for people that have, you know, particularly, I mean, Cameron and I do a lot of marriage counseling before people get married, and it is super, super common that one or both has slept with someone else before they get married. And, um, I love that what you're saying is the focus is not about the virginity or the lack of virginity, it's actually a, a heart it's getting your heart right before God again. Yeah, and like Psalm 51.10 proclaims that, like David writes, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew your right spirit within me. He's like, 
like that's not a self-help program like he's like give me what is impossible with humankind is possible with God and he's saying not renew my spirit renew your spirit within me he's like give me Mm. a pure heart and anyone who cries that prayer yeah well that prayer will be answered you know and that and that's what we do at at salvation when we first accept Mm -hmm. Jesus into our lives we can't do that we can't earn that um it's it's a gift from god and i think what what you're saying is it's not like we can't you can't earn your virginity back it's not even about that it's just it's not even about that it's a gift from god that our hearts are made pure again yeah and this is my story like this is my testimony in that like like and all i can do right now is testify like and tell tell my story but that is you know, I can testify to the fact that Jesus completely rebooted my brain, my husband's brain, like before we got together, like we had our past, but Jesus rebooted our brains. He renewed our sexual memories. He, We were transformed as yeah. the Bible promised us with the renewing of our minds. So when we we got married, it was it was wonderful. It's been a wonderful experience, you know, because, because we actually – experience that radical transformation and can testify to it and it's like exactly like you say Renee when you get Mm -hmm. saved you become a new creation and you don't just get a new spirit like your mind begins to align with the will of God and your 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 body begins to align with the will of God and you know this is where this is where my story this is my story you know yeah amazing Uh, that was a that was a good conversation yeah we've solved toxic purity culture (laughs) yeah who knew that that would be uh the path we were going down but yeah well no we didn't plan for that but that's awesome all right so um that wraps up today next week or next episode we are gonna look at dating and i i actually this is a convo i've not had with nikki before so this would be interesting this is new territory yeah new territory some boundaries around dating um and then see where we go from there yes guys okay we'll see you uh next episode guys yeah see you next episode have a good one have a great week everyone bye make sure you come and find me on social media girlnextdoor.podcast